Welcome to Chingasos Combat Crew, your one-stop shop for all your combat news. I'm your host, Frank. Thanks for tuning in. We got a jam-packed episode for you today. We got some Zuck versus Elon updates, UFC 292 talk, who's number one wrap-up, and all kinds of juicy stuff for y'all, so stick around. My man, Fonzo, what is up, my brother? How you doing? Doing good, man. Just a lot of work recently, but hey, it's all good. We're here now. We're going to talk about some awesome MMA news. Can't wait. Uh, you got to have to fill me in a lot. What's going on, Frank? My head's been in the sand a little bit just because of work and stuff. But um, yeah, looking forward. Let's let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Bro, going I'm going to catch you up and we're going to catch everybody else out there up. Hopefully your week is starting off on a positive note, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening or watching. We super appreciate your support and feedback. If you like what you hear, please continue to follow and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform. Look for us under Chingasos Combat Crew. You can also follow us on Instagram at C underscore Combat Crew so you can get all the clips and updates and announcements. Or if you're a TikToker like Fonzo over here, look for us at C Combat Crew to check out the video version of this episode. You can also tune into our YouTube channel at C underscore Combat Crew. Fonzo, you ready for this, my man? Let's go. Let's buckle up and let's kick this show off. Fonzo, I know you're dying to talk about the first story on the docket today. I know you've been tweeting me, messaging me all week long. Here it is, my man. Here it is. (laughs) You thought that this fight would never come to fruition. It sounds like it's right around the corner. And I got like a last minute update that I'm going to share with you in just a moment. So this last week, Elon Musk tweeted X. What do we call these now? We can't call them tweets no more. Do we call call them tweets? Sweets? (laughs) All right, let's call them sweets. (laughs) I like your style. I like your style. So these are Elon Musk's tweets from this last week regarding the matchup between him and Mark Zuckerberg from Meta. So it says the fight will be managed by my and Zuck's foundation, meaning Elon and Zuckerberg. Livestream will be on this platform and Meta. Everything in camera will be, everything in camera frame will be ancient Rome, nothing modern at all. I spoke to the prime minister of Italy and minister of culture. They have agreed on an epic location. Everything will be done to pay respect to the past and present of Italy. All proceeds go to veterans. And I specifically saw him tweet something earlier. I don't know if it was a a tweet or a message back, but he said UFC will have nothing to do with this, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. I like you know, you know what, what I mean? like, like it just it, it, I don't want I, I don't, I don't want to point it I don't give a shit yeah. it's not gonna solve anything it's two nerds that are <laughs> play that are super duper rich can do whatever like dude to me I don't want them in this because like how about you just support the fighters go to the shows show everybody that you're there but don't hog the spotlight up like don't do this dude this like you're rich you can do whatever you want man this this is the one thing that that we have left that rich people haven't been able to invade. And I'm, what I'm talking about is like the, the the platform of mixed martial arts. You know what I mean? Like getting into a cage, getting into a ring. That's been for fighters only, dude. That's not for these guys who want to play fighting. Like, Zuck, use your brain 
and make meta better so that I can use my headset better and not get sick. Make awesome games. Why can't I watch UFC with my headset on yet? This is ridiculous. Why are you wasting dope. your time fighting at the Coliseum? No, no. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous, dude. They haven't had an event in there in like hundreds of years, but we're going to let these two bozos go in there. Okay. Okay. The only thing that is good for me that I like that's resulting of this is like Dana got burned hard, bro. Dana got burned hard because he was totally promoting this, putting this on his sweeting about this, making <laughs> YouTube videos, saying this is going to be the, the biggest pay-per-view out there, this and that. And now he's going to have nothing to do with it. So you he's know, just you like – you know what's gonna happen next? He's gonna call this a gimmick fight. Oh, for sure. You know it, dude. You know it. And and you know what, dude? Like, check this out. Check this out. Did you hear about this? Oh Holy. yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you, now you sweeted this to me. <laughs> you resweeted this to me. Yeah. Um, the this is crazy. Tell everybody what we're talking about. Read it out. Mm -hmm. Read it. Read the so read Elon's sweet. It says, we're also working on a co-main event, which will feature the baddest man on the planet, Francis Ngannou. That Sick. sucks that they got to be co. I love it. I love the platform. They're going to get so many eyeballs on it. But that's that's my point. But that's that was what I was going to say, though. Um, I think you, you need to have Francis Ngannou or oh, something, sure. somebody of his caliber or just, just to bring eyeballs to it. Because honestly... <clears throat> you and I, if it's just if it's just them fighting, are we gonna tune in? No, I'll read about it right after the fact. Maybe I'll look at some some sweets about it. I'll but, sweet you about it, <laughs> but I'm not gonna watch it, right? Yeah. So they, yeah, they need somebody of his caliber to actually like carry the fight, dude. Like carry yeah, this event. They need, to, they need to add something to legitimize the card. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. sure there's gonna be some other fighters on this card. But why hog up the main event like that? Dude, I'm probably going to be out by then. I don't care about your main event, bro. I'm out. Why not do it at the beginning so that way we can watch the rest of the card and not ruin it? Well, here's the deal, man. Once once this fight is over, you don't have to watch no more. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, we're out. So I guess I'm in. I, if Francis is in, then I'm in. If yeah. Francis isn't in, then I'm out. Okay, so who, who do you think he's fighting? Francis? Yeah. Well, it's got to be. It's got. Well, shit. I don't know, man. A full Derek Lewis was, was available say, up until he, he just resigned, though. We're oh. going to talk about that in a little bit. We'll, I got that on the docket, bro. I got that on. I got that on. Uh, the list. Okay. But, but you know what? I was thinking when I first read this suite, I thought that he it was going to be Tyson Fury. And that Francis, would be good, too. Some That's already arranged. That's they already got that in Saudi. In Saudi Arabia, you know what I mean? What about what Where about are they that doing that in Dubai? I don't know. What about that dude um from uh from one? Uh, yeah. Well, they can't cross promote because Francis is with PFL. So unless he's boxing, if he's boxing, then I guess they'll let him box whoever. But if it's gonna be MMA, then it has to be somebody in PFL. Hmm. Unless PFL is cross promoting with one. Or that Bellator. Could... Something. Ooh. You know what I mean? Well, so, these motherfuckers have, like, money to fucking spare, so they might be able to make it happen. Who knows? Kick down a PFL. Make it happen. Make yourself 
useful for once, Zuck. All right, Fonzo. This last Thursday, we had Karate Combat Kumite Numero Uno. The whole thing got streamed to YouTube, I believe. And it was quite the event, my man. I know I sweeted you a clip, no? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't set the link up right, but here we can watch the whole event. Yeah, because they actually uploaded the whole dang thing Wake up, achievers. to YouTube. So you can go and watch the full event. Uh, I didn't get to watch all of it because at the same time that this bad boy was going on, whose number one matchups were going on. So I was kind of flip-flopping back and forth. But, dude, these guys were throwing down. I'll just play five, ten seconds of this clip here. Here's Chad Cannon and Javier Artiega. Artiega was coming in after being eliminated earlier. And, bro, these dudes were throwing down. You remember this fight, Fonzo? Yeah, I did. I did. That was a good freaking clip, man. You sent me those. Yeah, it was like, good, I man. I want to go back and watch, watch some more of it because it looked like it was, like, hella competitive. Yeah, yeah, dude, these guys were just throwing strikes for, I think they were going, I think they fought three rounds, but it ended up going to a decision with, uh, I forgot who won the fight, but it was a banger, dude, banger fight, like you said, for sure going to have to go back and watch that fight, uh, but the, yeah, the whole event is on YouTube, man, so if you got a little bit of time, go down, check that out, next story, Fonzo, bro, going down at the same time as the Karate Combat Kumite, it was Who's Numero Uno, headlined with Nicholas Marigali, Kainan Duarte, co-main event, Fionn Davies taking on Jasmine Rocha. Dude, let me let me count the mat, the number of subs in this show. Andrew Tackett, Troy Russell, sub. Nikki Ryan, Renee Sosa, sub. Felipe Pena, Heisen Rita, sub. Ethan Krellenston, Dante Leon, sub. Fionn Davies, Jasmine Rocha, Smash Fest, no sub, but, and Nicholas Marigali, Kynan Duarte, sub. Bro, one, two, three, four, five, five out of six subs, dude. Definitely yeah. three out of three fires. I should have put the fires at the top. I'll go back and do that later. This is an event you definitely want to go watch, dude. I'm going to go over some of the matchups here. All right, Fonzo, let's get into the first matchup on the card. Andrew Tackett taking on Troy Russell. Andrew Tackett wasted no time in this, bro. Let's check out this little clip here. The clip is so short. They even included Andrew Tackett's walkout, dog. Tired. Andrew Tackett, 20-year-old, coming in. Look at this nice duck under. Works for the single. Connects his hands. Opponent tries to Granby roll out of it as he takes the back, but it doesn't work. Nice little roll there, but to no avail because Andrew's stuck on him like glue, bro. And he every time he's rolling, he slowly was working that left arm under for that rear naked, which is what he ended up getting. That's dude, this, this kid has been training since he was like a baby, dude. So he is like upper echelon jujitero. He You're going to start hearing a lot more about this kid, man. He is a monster. You said so he's 21? Say, no, he's only he's 20. 20. He's oh, only shit. 20. You know, I remember, uh, so this is the second time he's been on who's number one in his first match on who's number one. He took on Mika Galvao as a mm -hmm. last minute replacement. And he ended up going the whole match because he lost by decision, I believe, but he lasted the whole time, dude. And that's Mika on steroids. Yeah, I was going to say, man, he ain't no slouch. Yeah, no, nah, he ain't no punk, bro. All right. Next match. 
dude. The return of Nicky Ryan. Nicky Ryan, the little brother of Gordo Ryan, El Sucio, taking on Renee Sosa. I don't have a clip for this, but, dude, Nicky Ryan dominated from the get-go. He was on his back for, like, I think the match went, like, seven, eight minutes. He must have been on his back for a good six and a half of that, maybe. And he also ended with a rear naked. So he at no point at all was he ever in trouble, bro. Ooh, this could have been the main event, dog. Felipe Pena taking on Haisam Rita. I don't know what's going on with Haisam. I don't know if he was scared. He just didn't seem like his normal self. Uh, Felipe made easy, quick work with him. Dude, these guys were so freaking long uh, that when they scrambled around and ended up like, I, I want to say like Haisam ended up in a single leg X with Philippe's leg in his armpit. Now, normally when someone lands in that position, their heel is like right outside of their armpit, you know, in prime position to finish right, a heel right. hook yeah. or an ankle lock. These guys are so freaking long, dude. Felipe's foot was like way back here and Haisam couldn't adjust to it. <laughs> it was sad. It was sad, but fun. I'm just like, what a uh, what a freaking like compared to us with little T Rex legs, you know what I mean? Like they have an excess of legs, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not even fair. If we were to get stuck in that position, you'd be tapping out in no time. But uh, with that That's being true. said, though, dude, Philippe eventually guess what he ended up doing, bro? It, it was the theme of the night. Took the what? back, rear naked. ended in rear naked again. So total domination by Philippe, and at the end of the match, I believe he called out Craig Jones again. I don't know why, but yeah, see what happens. I think I'd rather see Philippe make transition over to MMA already, dude. I don't know. How's that He's gonna have to work on that. You know what I mean? Who knows? But at this point, like, yeah. I don't really know if there's any matchups that I want to see him in 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 jujitsu anymore. I think that was supposed to be. Do the they have like combat combat jujitsu? They do. That might be something that he might want to try out first, you know, before he jumps into mixed martial arts. That would be that would be something different, you know. Dude, this next matchup that we're gonna get into right now. Oh, sorry, going the wrong way. Hey, hey, hey. You know my boy Dante Leon, bro, bringing it. Bringing the heat. This was a fire matchup. Ethan Krellenstein of B Team taking on Dante Leon. These, these, they originally had said this was for the King of the North because these guys are both from Canada. But Dante's like, bro, don't make it sound like that. I'm Canadian, but I consider myself American as well because I train over here. We're kind of like on the same team. So he, when he, when he did say that, but dude, as soon as the match started, Dante came in like Ethan owed him money, bro. Just relentless pace, shooting takedowns. He hit this super beautiful uh, arm drag to a blast double. Ended up taking Ethan down. Eventually, you're not going to believe this, Fonzo. Guess what Dante did? Took the back. Exactly. Naked. Ended in rear naked, my friend. So Dante Leon gets the sub again. And Dante's talking about moving up to 170 and... Being the champ in both welterweight and lightweight, dude. 
So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a high pace. He's his matches are always fun to watch, dude. So if you're if you were searching for a jujitero to watch, you want to see takedowns, you want to see submissions, you want to see high flying moves, you want to see a non boring match, bro. Dante Leon. Oh, dude, co-main event. Jasmine Rocha taking on Fionn Davies for Fionn Davies' 125-pound flyweight strap. And at the press conference the day before the matchup, dude, Jasmine was talking major-ish. Major, major. Talking all kinds of stuff. I don't know if she was trying to get in Fionn's head, uh, but dang. I got a clip here. Because and I don't I want to play it, but it's going to be too loud because it's on Instagram. So let me see if I can play a little bit of it. Let's see how it sounds. I'll lower the volume. I think she's going to be me because like I'm really unimpressed. You know what's she going to do? Come at me with a knee cut and try to pass my guard with a basic knee cut. Uh, I'm curious how she thinks she's really going to be me. Because and that's why here's some here's that knee cut, Ricardo. Yeah, sliced through with that underhook, and that was the beginning of the end. Really, she mounted, and then that was it. Just went this closed loop, Katagatami, all these things to the back, right back to Katagatami again and again and again. So in the press conference, Jasmine was talking all kinds of ish on Fionn, saying, what's she going to do? Is she going to cut me to death? She ain't got no game. I'm going to pass her guard. I'm a subber. I'm going to take her title. I'm yada, yada, yada. Nope. What did she use? She used that knee cut, dumb pass guard, eventually mounted. And once she mounted, it was game over, dude. She could never get her off. Damn. She went Ooh, that reminds me. I think she eventually took her back. She Credit to Jasmine, though, dude. She had really great defense. And fought off a couple of rear naked attempts, fought off an arm bar, I believe, and uh, just couldn't do anything, though, dude. This was like big sister versus little sister. Just That reminds me of the time uh, that, uh, what's her name, Ronda Rousey went on Jimmy Fallon, and uh, she was uh, right before her Holly Holm fight, the first one, and she was saying, you know, I know what she's going to try to do. She's going to try to, she's going to try to use her jab, try to, like, try to outwork me, and then land a head kick, but that's not going to happen. And, and that's what exactly happened? what happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> exactly, dude. So it was like karma, bro. That's what you get. Stay humble. Jasmine, you'll be back. You'll be back. All right, Fonzo. Main event, Nicholas Marigali taking on Kynan Duarte. Bro, I, this was the only match that I picked wrong. I hit all my other picks, dog. Ruined your parlay, fool. I know, dog. I know, I know. But it was a it was a really fun matchup. And what this matchup told us is we know who's in charge, dog. We know who the big dog is. There is no question about who the king is right now in jujitsu. In no, I don't want to say no. I mean, this was a no gi match. So maybe he. I mean, I guess you could say he's the king of no gi now until Gordon until he has a matchup with Gordon. But dude. Check this out. To me, this was number one versus number two. Nicholas passing guard into kind of side to side. Easily just hops over into say, the whole mount, he, he, dude. Even that he, way easy. He didn't even fight it. Look at from side That's control. Yeah, he's got that leg up, but he's not, yeah. that's not really doing that. anything with it. Yeah, almost like he let it happen. Yeah, and then look—he's just smothering him with his chest, 
Works his knees up. Try to get those knees into the armpits of Kainan. Gets that arm triangle. Yep. Yeah. Head and arm choke. And a little bit before... A little bit before... This... A little bit before Miragali was in uh, Kainan's side... side Had uh, Kainan in side high control. Dude, Kainan went for a leg lock. Like a Hail Mary last second... I'm out of gas. I don't know what to do. And that's when Marigal used that to pass, eventually get into the mount and finish with the head and arm choke. So is that what happened? He was just exhausted at that point then? I think so, man. I think so. I think because as the match started, you could see Marigali picking the pace up little by little by little. And that's not what Kainan's used to. Kainan's used to being the one setting the pace. Kainan's used to being the bully and using his strength and power and game to just like a tidal wave, just smash his opponents. And that did not happen, not for one second, dude. Marigali tamed the beast. I don't know if Kainan's on off cycle. I don't know if his girlfriend left him. Uh, I don't know if he didn't have his breakfast that. I don't know what happened, but Marigali made it look like butter bro he just went through him like butter damn yeah damn. all right dog next story experience one of the podcasters that got us into podcasting one of the first podcasts i ever listened to joe rogan check out this lineup bro i like i one of my favorite podcasts that i used to love to listen to was joe rogan experience anytime he had fighters on because Fighting is what Joe knows. That's like he's got a p double PhD in mixed martial arts. In combat sports, for that matter, because he knows boxing. He knows karate. He knows like he knows it all, dude. Wrestling, right. you know what I mean? And it almost seems like ever since Joe moved out to Texas or Joe joined Spotify, he's just had whoever on. You know, and he's had really, really good guests on, but it's just outside of his realm, dog. And he's not an expert in those fields, so... I'm not going to listen to someone who's not an expert in something. I'm going to, if I'm going to waste an hour listening to something on something that I want to know about, I'm going to go to an expert. No, I don't know, man. So I'm what no is expert. he an expert on? He's an expert on fights. So check out this lineup, dude. He's going to have Tony Ferguson, Eddie Bravo on. He's going to have Daniel Cormier on. He's going to have Gegard Musawi. And this one I'm pumped for, bro. Brock Lesnar. How much do you know about Brock Lesnar? Other than he's a corn-fed monster, steroided out to the max, exceptional athlete, uh, married. Who did he marry from WWF? Sable? Yeah. Sable. Sable. Yeah. So other than that, I don't know. A Mark Marrow for her. Yeah. She well, is I mean, yours, my I mean, man. I know a little bit about his uh, college. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be your best man. <laughs> okay. You know what, Brock Lesnar? Okay. <laughs> now, nah, I mean, I know a little bit about his college background days, too. You know I mean? He was a beast back then. Yeah, um, yeah. But, sure. yeah, not a whole lot. Yeah, so I'd like to and hear you know a little bit. Have you, have you seen a lot of episodes that where again? he talks to uh, Joe Rogan episodes where he talks to, like, uh, pro wrestlers, like ex-pro wrestlers, like what's his name, Undertaker? Yeah, Man, he like gets like Stone dude, Cold. That's dude, those the, are some great episodes. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, dude. Like you get to hear these stories that you're not gonna hear anywhere. That's like what makes like 
I mean, the sport is great in itself, but these guys have like stories that could be movies, bro. Like, go back and listen to Francis Ngannou on Joe Rogan. Go back and listen to Boss, Boss Rudy on Joe Rogan, yeah. bro. They have some killer bar stories. Yeah, yeah. So this is exciting, dude. And you're absolutely right. This is exactly what I used to love watch, uh, listening to and watching Joe Rogan episodes. Yes, this uh, is right up his alley, bro. This is going to be uh, entertainment at its finest. I the finest of the finest. I don't think I've listened to a lot of Joe Rogan recently. Well, I listened to a fight companion because he hasn't had one in a long time. So he did a fight companion for, I want to say, last week's Ultimate Fighter. Not Ultimate Fighter, but uh, Fight Night. Mm-hmm. The Corey Sanhagen and uh, Rob Font. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had, he had um, Brendan Schaub on and he had Eddie Bravo on. Okay. And I didn't listen to all of it because, uh, dude, before, like, before you know it, they started talking about COVID again. <laughs> they started talking about uh, LeBron James's kid, how he heart attack. And then oh, they're like, oh, he got the shot. And then Eddie Bravo went into, in the next five to ten years, 50 to 100 million people are going to be dying. And Joe's like, from the virus, from the shot? And Eddie goes... From everything, cancer, AIDS, STD, everything. <laughs> and then he didn't name a source. He didn't say where he got that from. That was it. They just went on to the next thing. <laughs> then they started talking about fighters. About right. Yeah, dude, no, check this out. Then they started talking about a fighter, a specific fighter. I forgot who. And then Joe started talking about how that fighter has been training and doing this and that. And then like. 10 seconds into what he's saying, he stopped and he goes, wait a minute, I better backtrack. I'm not an expert in that, so I better not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. Love that guy. <clears throat> All right. Bro, how pumped are you for this, Fonzo? Bro, you know, I've been watching a lot of one championship lately, a lot of mixed martial arts, a lot of Muay Thai. But these two dudes are two of the heaviest Muay Thai fighters they got. And I cannot believe that they announced the matchup. So what I'm what am I talking about? Broad Tang taking on Superlick, September 22nd, Lupini Stadium for the Flyweight Muay Thai World Championship, bro. Dude, this is gonna be violence at its finest. Like I like to say, dog, that this is gonna be a war. This is gonna be sick, dude. These two guys. Uh, have some of the most entertaining fights I've ever seen. And dude, oh, yeah, have dude. you ever looked up their highlight reels? They got, I mean, oh, yeah, and fan made videos, but look up either one of these guys' highlight reel, super leg, highlight reel, rod tang, and you will not be disappointed. Just elbows, right hands, left hands, body shots, high kick, like knees, everything, dude. These guys are total package. When it comes yeah. to Muay Thai. So I cannot wait. This is going to be a banger of a fight, bro. Banger yeah, this, of a fight. Yeah, this is definitely something that's going to be a highlight of highlights, dude. Like, this is just... The, the, like, these two guys, if you've never watched a Muay Thai fight, I would definitely go and check this out now. Yeah, this like, would be perfect yeah. for your right. first Muay Thai fight. Let us know if this is your first Muay Thai fight. What, your first, Actually, or your first one fight night Muay Thai match. Dude, I think these guys are going to be fighting with the four-ounce gloves, too. Damn. Looking forward to it, bro. Dog, we know we look to shit on this. What are we talking about? <laughs> Power slap. 
What a stupid son of a bitch. We hate power slap, but it came up and I found this cool clip that someone made. I don't know who's this UFC reporter, dude. She's super funny. I don't know. I don't know who that She's is. the one uh that made the 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 video of Poetan shadow boxing in the middle of the road and she was like driving. Did you see that one? I don't think I saw that one. No. Dude, it's funny. She's driving her car and then she's like calls 911 because Poetan's in the middle of the street like striking and she <laughs> calls 911. She's like there's a guy uh it's funny, dude. I'll look for it. But so she interviewed a few UFC fighters and asked them to comment on Power Slap. What do you think? So let's check it out. People get knocked the fuck out. Every time I see a highlight, here's Jorge, Jorge Masvidal first, bro. Being asked, you like Power Slap? People get knocked the fuck out. Every time I see a highlight, someone's going into the next dimension. That shit looks crazy as fuck, man. What do you think of Power Slap? Couldn't be me. <laughs> couldn't be me. <laughs> I couldn't just my slap me and look at everyone and say, yeah, I'm good. I wouldn't. <laughs> what do you think of Real Power talk. Slap? Oh, my gosh. As a fan, it's awesome. But as an athlete, definitely would never do it. So you would never challenge anyone to a Power Slap match? Never. Are you kidding me? Right? You have to stay in there and take it as a man. What worst thing could happen to you than getting slapped in the face by another man? Uh, getting in the butt. I slapped the butt. You know what? You beat me. You got me there. Hey, I think I know. <laughs> Slapping them cheeks. Ever since I told him, no, I'm not doing this little bullshit podcast, he's been running his mouth wrecking. So I, I believe it got to be DC. Uh, people talk about I was crazy when I used to fish fight on the street. Well, I know it's like, damn, you fought your whole life for 20 years. You can't take a slap. If you slap me, you got to kill me because I'm going to catch you in the parking lot. Jorge, your lawyer does not want you saying things like that right now, bro. You're still, it's not over yet. Kobe's, that's a soundbite for Kobe's lawyer. Yeah. It sounds like nobody likes power slap, dog. And that's all we're going to say about that. Dog, you sweeted this to me earlier in the week. ABC announces three new MMA rules, bro. Break it down for us, Fonzo. All right. So these three new rules, which dude, I got to agree with all of them. Um, for sure. I think they're definitely necessary. But rule number one says uh, is addresses a five-minute recovery time for a fighter that's cut by a foul. So basically, if a fighter um, gets fouled and there's a cut results of the foul. Like uh, a headbutt maybe or something. Right. Exactly. Um, the rule clarification now allows a cut man to enter the cage and attended the wound during this period, offering better support to the injured fighter. Dude, this is... Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, why this, I don't know why, why this wasn't a thing before. No, fool, you gotta clot that fucking cut open. Right. That's a four-inch gash above your eyebrow. You got two minutes. That's stupid. Yeah. 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 Uh, this should have always been the case. I mean, it just makes complete and total sense. Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you don't get that treated right away, yeah, it's gonna definitely have repercussions through the rest of the fight. Um, so super glad that this is now the, the standard. What about this? Uh, rule one, number two. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, this is fucking amazing. So rule number two concerns referee positioning after a foul. So referees now have a discretion to position fighters uh, appropriately after a foul to ensure neither gains an unfair advantage nor suffers a disadvantage from the incident. Um, so, you know, most of the time it, it's not an issue because like it usually this happens with striking. Um, but if it does happen when somebody's in a grappling exchange, um, this is, this is awesome. I think this, this should have been happening as well. 
it's kind of a rare moment when it does happen when somebody loses a position because of a foul. But um, it's always like super catastrophic. Like it's always yeah. a game changer. Oh, totally. You know, it's like totally. it's bullshit, dude. Yeah. It's like when you're in jujitsu and you work so hard to get someone's back and then you reset and then they try to start from guard or some shit. Not nah, fool. I was on your back. I worked yeah. to get there. Now you got to work to get out. So yeah. that's how it um, should. I agree <clears throat> with this rule. I, I, I agree too. Now it's also important. I think I, I read a clarify, uh, clarifying like um, addition to this that says that a fighter can't um, can't gain. So if you foul somebody and you have a favorable favorable position, they're not going to put you in that favorable position because you cause because a foul. It, oh, so okay, that makes sense. Yeah, only if you get if you're the one that had the foul happen to you and you have a favorable position, then it gets restarted. Next. Otherwise, yeah. it would be a neutral position. That's good. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. And the last rule, Fonzo, what is that? It says focuses on cooperation between a ringside doctors and referees after a night poke and any other foul. The clarification emphasizes that doctors should not ask the fighters immediately if they can see after a night poke, since vision often returns with a bit of time to recover. This ensures that fighters are given the appropriate five minute break to cover from an eye poke incident. So basically, you know, now we, we know, dude, like that when there's an eye poke situation or any other type of foul situation, immediately last, are you ready? Are you okay? And I Leave feel alone, like, dog. yeah, Leave I was going to say, I feel like right now, like fighters are just like, they're trying to not to like seem weak or like they don't want to continue. So they'll often return the fight quicker than what they should take. They should take some time to recover because dude, an eye poke, a nut shot, like those are, t those take time. Like, you know, like when coach asks, Hey, does anybody have any questions? You're like, Nope. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea what's going on and you're just going to yeah. do it anyways. Cause you don't want to look like a, white belt yeah so yeah or so i think hung. this is good so this this is definitely good you get at least in, in a minute and a half to to recover before you can even start the fight yeah it's a great idea so three new rule changes they should have immediate impacts especially uh, rule number two yeah and these are effective immediately so yes that's awesome yes all right fonzo we talked a little bit about our boy dustin poyer after he got KO'd into the stratosphere by Justin Gagey. And we discussed a little bit about him possibly moving up to welterweight. And then I told you that I had heard him come on the uh, MMA hour with Ariel Helwani. And he said that he's a little light. He's not as heavy as those welterweights. So he probably wasn't going to be making the move. Well, this past week he tweeted, guess what? Moving up, bro. Moving up. Damn. Think it's a good move by him or not? I don't know, man. This is going to be difficult. He's a little smaller, so. I saw a picture of Leon Edwards standing next to uh, este Alex Pereira, Poetan. Bro, yeah. he's fucking giant. Leon Edwards is giant. Really? He's not that much smaller than Alex, bro. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know, Dustin. I don't know about this, bro. I'm looking out for you. You're an awesome fighter. Um. Maybe he'll do like Anderson Silva, bro, and just have like a couple fights. Yeah. You know, necessarily going after the strap, just just making fun fights. And then he'll come back down to lightweight. Yeah. So all right. It's, it's good experience. Good For experience. Sure. As usual, you know what I mean? We're the ones that are gonna benefit the most from that because we're gonna get some banger fights, bro. Bangers. Right. right. Fonzo. I you created it, bro. Don't know who created this graphic, but I had to share it, bro. 
GTA <laughs> theme. All the welterweights on this. If you can't see this, go watch. Go to our YouTube channel and check this out. Uh, it's got Leon Edwards in the middle with the machine gun, Colby Flint on one side, Durinho on the other, and the whole welterweight class is there. All the bangers, dude. All the heavy hitters. Kamzat, Kamaru, Wonder Boy, Kamzat even, Luke, Joff. <laughs> yeah, dude. This yeah, is this cool. Is dope. But my question is, dude, we have so many good fighters in this division, but let me ask you this question, Fonzo. When was the last time you saw these guys fight each other outside of the belt, outside of Leon fighting Kamaru? When did anybody in this group fight? You know what I mean? Like we saw, we saw Gilbert and Bilal, right. but we haven't seen Kobe in forever. We haven't seen Kamzat in forever. We haven't seen Wonder Boy in forever. We were supposed to see Joff and Luke. Then we get Luke and RDA instead. You know what I mean? Like, mix it up, man. I've been, I'm, we got so many good matchups. It sounds like they're slowly about to start to happen. But when you really think about it, we haven't seen them in years. And these guys have been here for at least maybe the last 12, 18 months. No? Yeah. Yeah. UFC, you owe us welterweight matchup, bro. Come on. But this is, exactly, this is exactly what happens though when you get when you get this many good fighters in a card. Like you know, you gotta. I mean, in, in a division, you uh, kind of get stagnant. Yeah, it just get there's a backlog. You know what I mean? And especially because you're not pumping out that many fights. Um, so I don't know, man. Like it's it's. I, I want to see, it. and this is I think why why I'll bring back Pride. It's just because we we love Pride. I think this is why they had success. You know, you had your GPs and stuff like that where you can have these tournaments. Um, so, I, you know, if if I had my way here, if I had a say, I put a lot of these guys in the tournament. You know what I mean? And winner can be, you know, you can have a set, just a tournament winner, right? That's the prize. That would be that its would own be prize. Sick, dude. Just take the top eight, four on each side, start yeah. in the semis. Yeah. yeah. Or start That's in the it. quarters, you know? Yeah, that would be sick, dude. Yeah, and then maybe after a while, like, you can you can take that tournament winner and give him a title shot. Maybe. You don't even have to do that. I just watch because of the tournament. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, you are. You might be onto something, Fonzo. Hope they're listening out there. Sean Shelby, Dana, contact my boy, Poncho Pantera. I'll walk you through it if you don't know how it's done. He'll only ask for 250K a year. That's it. All right, speaking of 250K, Derek Lewis signs a new eight-fight deal with the UFC. Hopefully, he's going to be making 250K a fight. Numbers I, haven't been released on this yet, so we'll see. But I would imagine that it was enough money for him to be like, fuck it, I'm not retiring. I'm back, baby. I, dude, I, I hope so, man. He's an entertaining-ass fighter. He deserves um, it. What do you think about Think he should have left, or are you cool with him staying in the UFC? No, I'm cool with him staying in the UFC. I just think maybe he should have held out for a little bit because he, like, that was his final fight. Like, I would have been like, "Hey, I'm gonna go fight Ngannou real quick, then come back and sign a new contract." He probably you know didn't I mean? want to burn UFC. You know, he probably didn't want to burn any bridges, and you know, and just like, oh, I'll do it, bro. I'll but see, do it. That, that, that's was what kind of messed like, up. That's kind of right. shitty, though. Like, okay, yes. look, how how quickly do I have to sign a contract? Let me get one fight with another promotion. I'll come back to you. You know what I mean? Like one fight. 
but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? No, definitely not. But, um, dude, I was going to sweet you this the other day because I saw, did you see this fool got a freaking uh, 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 sponsorship deal with Manscaped? Yes, I did. <laughs> that should have been a thing when he took his shorts off the first time. I know. My I know. No, what else do you? That's a that's a slogan right there. <laughs> that's what he used as as a slogan or a as, your as promotion. Dude. Your balls won't be hot, Derek. That's Lewis. exactly what it is. It's hilarious, man. You got to go watch that. Just go to YouTube, watch, type in Derek Lewis Manscaped. You see the whole commercial. It's hilarious, man. I love Good to see him cashing in, bro. Good to see him cashing in, man. He deserves yeah, for real. it. So let's see what's next. Bonzo, these next four pay-per-views, UFC 292, 293, 294, and 295. I got the main events here on the screen, starting with 292. Do Algebra not ask me which one I'm more hyped for. Do not ask me that question. Okay, which one are you most pumped for then? Damn. Aljamain Sterling, Sugar Sean O'Malley, Israel Adesanya, Sean Strickland, Islam Makhachev taking on Charlie Olives, or Johnny Bone Jones taking on Stipe, let me take my Viagra, Miocic. <laughs> Wait, let me do that one over. Stipe, let me take my uh, Prevacin, Miocic. Dude, he's taking prevention. Why you gotta do my man Stipe? Why, why, why you gotta do my man Stipe dirty like that? I don't want to see him die, bro. All right. Well, let's see. I don't know, man. This is a tough one, dude. I, I'm pumped for all these fights, honestly. Like, I, it's hard to pick one, but probably, if, if you know, hands to the fire, I'll probably do Adesanya Strickland. Number one. I think that's yeah. I think that's going to be like the one that I'm most high for. Um, I think that'll be maybe the most competitive. Um, have maybe the most ramifications. I don't know. I think John Jones, Steve Bates is exciting, but I think I know what's going to happen with that. Same thing with uh, Makachev and uh, and Olives, Charlie Olives. Um, I'm excited for Aljo and, um, and O'Malley too. That's going to be a banger, but I'm not as invested in either one of those fighters as much, you know, as as maybe Strickland and Adesanya. So I think that's that's the only reasoning why that that would be my my most like the one that I'm the most excited for. But all these fights are gonna be yeah. just super excited for. What about you? I I would have to say that I'm probably more pumped for the Sterling and O'Malley fight. Maybe I don't know if it's because that's the one that's coming up this the earliest, yeah. or if it I'm just buying into the hype because you know me, fool. I'm a sucker for shit talking. And when I think that you guys don't like each other, I'm all in, bro. The only thing I'm more in is like those value pack video games that they sell at Best Buy. <laughs> the one that's like 007 Part 15 and Lord of the Rings Part 7, like the booty games. Yeah, I like been, I like value packs, bro. Fool, you've been duped plenty of times with those fuckers. I have, I have, and I'm. This might be me getting duped again, but I'm most pumped for Sterling and Sugar, just because I want to see Sugar get his what he deserves. I think that he's been, he's had an easy road. I mean, Jan's no joke. He did beat. I don't know if he beat Jan, but he did enough to get to think, to trick the judges. I didn't think he won, but Hey, they gave him the fight. Now he's fighting Aljo. If he beats Aljo, then he's for real dog, but I don't think he's for real. And I think that Aljo is going to expose him. 
The next fight that I'm the most hyped about would be Islam and Charlie Olives, only because I want to see if there's a different version of Charlie Olives. Was mm. he scared? Was there something? Did he change his game plan from his first fight to this next fight? What are we going to see different? Next, I would say the Izzy and Strickland, only because Strickland has a major opportunity to fucking rain on Dana's parade and all of us. Because everyone wants to see Izzy and Diddy P. But Strickland's got a unique opportunity to come in with like no pressure because no one's expecting shit out of him. And he actually has the chin and the game plan and the gas tank to maybe be able to withstand some of his. I don't know. I don't know. Because he he's does got the like power some, too. He's got the power too, but he doesn't have the defense, bro. Like, I don't know if his style of fighting is good for for Izzy because he's just going to be teen off. No, he's, he's Rocky fool. Yes. He's Rocky. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be like Homer Simpson when he became a boxer. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then is. I, I kind of said it, or I kind of hinted at this earlier. The fight that I'm the least excited about is John Jones and Stipe Miocic. I was like, dude, we already know how that one's going to end. We do not need to see that. So leave Stipe in peace. John, you're just picking on him. Why don't you go fight? One of those Russian youngsters. Yeah, I just I don't know what else uh, is left for John Jones here. You know what I mean? Like, how many more fights he has under contract? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I wonder. He's talking like this might be his last one. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to want to stick around. Because really, there's no other major threat. Like, there's up and comers that could potentially turn into threats. But as of right now, there's. There's nobody on his heels, so he no. really can pick and choose what he wants to do. Yeah, and even even if he goes back to uh, light heavyweight, um, I don't he, think he, he's too big. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like, because right now there's nobody a heavyweight that can touch him. Light heavyweight, we got some up and comers. If I'd be excited to see him against Boaton. Right? Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. But I think he's just but, too big, and he knows exactly what to do. Exactly. I was going to say, he's going to use his wrestling, uh -huh. you know what I mean, and, and nullify Peloton. So there's nobody that, that can touch him right now as a complete True. package. Like, if it was, dude, if it, can you imagine Peloton and John Jones in a kickboxing match? Light his ass up, bro. Ooh, that would be, that'd be amazing. That would oh, be yeah. amazing. I'm sure John wouldn't be totally outclassed, you know what I mean? But No, no, not at all. Make it interesting for sure. That's what I'm saying. That's why it would be exciting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Knowing he couldn't use his wrestling to nullify a Boatan, that'd be that'd be a great fight. That'd be I, scary for him, dude. That would be scary. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dog. Let me ask you something that I've been asking you for the <laughs> Don't let me down, dog. I have not. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, I got you. I got you. Recap, dog. Bro, I know I told you that last week's fight was like the fight of the season. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not the day. This one right really? here. Dude. This was a fucking banger, dude. This was so good. Kurt Holabaugh taking on Jason Knight. Bloody, violent as hell. It went all three rounds, dude. Uh Everybody was super impressed. There was nobody in the that was watching that was sitting down. Damn. Yeah. So if you get a chance, go back and watch that fight. 
Uh, on this episode, they also did the coaches challenge. You know, they always do a stupid challenge where they make the head coaches go against each other and the winning team gets like some cash and the coach gets some cash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on this episode, this year, they had the coaches challenge and they had him do a fucking ice bath, dog. Damn. Okay. Yeah, it was crazy. Dude, they were in there for almost a half an hour. No. Yes, dude. Chandler was like this towards the end. Oh, their balls like he, got fucking frostbite. Dude, he was shivering. And McGregor must have been drunk as fuck, dude, because he was like in a hot tub. <laughs> dude, he looks like it. He looks like he's just chilling. Look at him. Yeah. So they went through three rounds and they answered trivia questions. I think the first round was like on UFC fights. Second round was on tough questions. And then the third round, they asked them questions about each other. So Connor ended up winning by one point. So I what's think he Chandler's got, favorite color. What's what's McGregor's favorite? He already knows, dude. He already knows. Uh, all right. So who Bro. won? Oh, you can't tell us. <laughs> I did. I told you. I said McGregor won by one oh, point. By one yeah, point, McGregor right. won by one point, and it, uh, yeah, it was close, dude. They were like neck and neck most of the time. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, Dana was pissed. <laughs> Why was he pissed? Because they McGregor made won? him do it. No, because uh, he thought that the ice bath was irresponsible. He thought that they could have got hurt, which they could have. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> could have went to hypothermia. <laughs> could have lost least, a foot or something, bro. He's protecting fucking McGregor's nuts, fool. That's why. He's mad. Yeah. How dare you? I got to suck on those later. <laughs> Nothing worse than cold nuts, Dana White. He likes them roasted. <laughs> All right, dog. Next week, going down UFC 292. I'm going to go over some of the card here. And I want to share this freaking video that I found on no other than my favorite Reddit, bro. Check this shit out. AI created. They got all the fighters from the main card on this shit, dude. It's sick. Do you like Lord of the Rings, Fonzo? You're going to like this, bro. This is for all the Lord of the Rings fans out there. (laughs) (laughs) Al Jermaine Sterling as the Funk Master. (laughs) Dude, what we're looking at right now is a fan-made video of the main card of UFC 292 in Lord of the Rings trailer style. It's amazing, dude. That is amazing. Why does Cheeto just say Cheeto, though? Because <laughs> that's all he needs, fool. Cheeto is from Lord of the Rings. Jeff Neal. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, this was made before Jeff Neal got injured, so it still has Jeff Neal. Dude, Cody Garbrandt has some locks. Look at this guy. <laughs> Looks like my cousin. <laughs> Mario Brad Tavares That does not look like Brad Tavares It looks a little like Chris Weidman Chris Weidman just looks like himself Chris Weidman <laughs> is Chris Weidman Going down The 23rd of August Oh no it's the 20th, the 20th. That's pretty good huh That was pretty good That was really good I don't know who created it but it was awesome Alright Fonzo Thank you. Yeah for sure right
All right, dude. So check this out here. I just went. Over, I'm just gonna go over like the fights that I want to talk about. You know, okay. and we're gonna talk about these a whole lot more on Thursday when we do our UFC 292 Parlay Super Show Pickums Show. So we'll go more in depth there. Let's just get some quick picks in here and talk about the matchup. So Cody Garbrandt, Mario Batista. I'm sorry to let you know, Fonzo. Cody is out. So I don't know if this is enough time for them to find Mario a an opponent. Maybe they'll move him to another card or find him an opponent and then move him down. I don't know. Um, Chris Weidman, Brad Tavares, dude. Chris Weidman hasn't fought since he busted his leg. So that'll be good to see. And then Chito Vera taking on Pedro Munoz. Neil Magby taking on Ian Gary. And then the main event and co-main event. Aljamain Sterling taking on Sean O'Malley. Zhang Wei Li taking on Amanda Lemos. Fondo, who are you taking in Weidman Brad Tavares? Oh man. Just because I haven't we haven't seen Weidman in such a long time. I think um I think I'm gonna have to go with Brad Tavares um, just because of that. Like just the unknown, what's what's been going on since the last time we've seen him, you know, bring rust, all that. Um you know, and then coming back from from something like that, dude. I don't know. Epic you know? injury, bro. Yeah. So yeah, one, I mean, thing, one thing we, he's been saying is that as soon as he gets in there, he says the first thing he's gonna do is throw a hard leg kick. Damn. Yeah. So we're gonna find out real quick how ready he is, dog. So yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I want to go Weidman just because I think he's coming in as an underdog, man, and I, I want to see him prove everybody wrong. I don't know if we're going to see him back as his old self, but if he's half as half as good as what he used to be, that should be enough to be white or to be Brad. Okay. Um, man, dude, I can't, I wish this would have been Jeff Neal and Ian Gary, but it's Neil Magny taking on Ian Gary. Uh, who you got in this one, doc? Um, I, I don't know. I got to do a little bit more, uh, a little bit more research on it. I'll have more on Thursday, but gut instinct, um, uh, Neil Magny. Neil Magny, all right. Yeah. Uh, I might change my mind, though, but we'll see. I'll have to yeah. have to go back and look at these guys a little bit more in depth, but um, just instinct says Neil Magny. I'm going to go I'm gonna go opposite on you on this one. I'm going to go Ian Gary. I haven't watched a lot of his fights, but I do know that he's on a hot streak. I know he's young. I know that he just moved to Brazil or spent some time in Brazil to work on his jiu-jitsu game. Okay. And uh, I think Neil's coming in off – of an L if I'm not mistaken. And if he's not, I know he's been around the block for a while. So this might be like old dog taking on the young dog. You know, Ian's trying to climb the ranks. Uh, but as of right now, I'm probably going to go Ian. And then his, after that, what's that? His last fight was against Philip Bro. He won via decision. But before that, I think you're thinking about when he lost to Gilbert Burns. There you go. Oh, yeah, he got subbed super fast. And Guillen's, yeah. Ian is not Durinho. So maybe right. you're right, Fonzo. Maybe he can outwork him. Because you know Neil always comes with the full gas tank. Yeah. And he's no punk on the ground. And he's super long. And he's always pretty good at using his length. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, what about Chito Pedro, bro? I got to go with Chito. Chito. Do you think Chito's going to have a different game plan? I think so, man. Going to be I, his same old self. Start off slow and just look to land a kill shot. I think, um, I think he learned a lot from his last fight. But, but uh, I mean, you know, it's hard. You know, tendencies for fighters, they're they're habits, right? Those, those are hard to break. Those are hard to change. 
But his last fight, I mean, he could have done so much better should he had started sooner. You know what I mean? And and I think if he if he learned anything from that fight, he's gonna bring it to this fight. And I hope he did. So um I, I just that's the only reason that's why I'm going with Chito here. And plus, Good. man, Chito. Yes, yep, can never mm-hmm. count him out, dog. Yeah. All right, co-main and main event. Zhangwei Li taking on Amanda Lemos for the women's strongweight title. Bro, how can you pick against Zhangwei Li? Same. Yep, that's exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I'm thinking. I think it's and then you already know my pick for the main event. Aljamain Sterling taking on Sugar Sean O'Malley. I'm on the Aljo train, bro. Choo choo. All right. You know, just to make it a little interesting, um, I'm gonna say Sugar Sean. I'm gonna Ooh. say Sugar Sean. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think I don't think he's uh I don't think he's a fraud, man. I think he's legit. I think he's I'm not legit. I don't think he's a fraud. I'm just saying he had an easy road, an easier road to the title than most. And when you look at his knockouts, like when you look at his when he kills people, it's like who are those people? Like he's right. knocking out bums, bro. Yeah, so so here here's my thoughts on that. Like you're absolutely right. I think I think a lot of the competition he's faced that has made him look stellar didn't deserve to be there, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you can't deny his, um, you know, you can't deny his technique, dude. He's got amazing oh, sure. technique. He's got, he's got speed. He's got, um, he's got good technique, and he's got precision striking, dude. Like if you look the way he strikes, like he's he's on he's on top of it, dude. Like he. He has range attacks. He's able to get on the inside. I think it's going to be a great fight. Like, this is a perfect fight for both of them. Because here's the deal. I don't think uh, Aljo has won people over. Yeah, he's a champ, but a lot of yeah, people don't definitely like not. him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they don't like him. A lot of I think a lot of it has to do with that Peter, Piotr Jan like, win. Like, the way he won the title. People hate that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate him for that shit. You know, even now. <laughs> I, I want to see him lose because of that. But at the same time, if he puts on a good show here, I think it'll do a lot for his reputation. So both of these guys um, have a lot to gain from this fight if they put on a great show. Win or I would lose. love to see like a TJ Dillashaw ass whooping on this. Like the way he did TJ, that's what I want him to do to Sugar. But I don't know if he'll be able to. We'll see. That's the thing. I don't think either guys are going to be able to do that to each other. So I think this is going to be like a, a banger of a fight. It's gonna be one of those fights that are just it's it's gonna go on. It's gonna be back and forth. It's gonna be entertaining, and both of these guys are gonna end up winning. I think it's gonna happen. Like you know what I mean? Like in a, in a figurative sense, like you're gonna yeah. have both these guys have performances that are just stellar, and it'll it'll be good for both of them. But it I should I be honestly, the best fight on the card, man. I think so too. But I think Sugar Sean is is gonna edge it out here. I don't think it's gonna be a knockout. It's gonna be a five. Five round. Five round decision. Yep. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that on Thursday. One more thing. Oh, actually, two more things, Fonzo. So this was announced on Friday, maybe, or yesterday. Curtis Blade's going to be taking on Jail 10 Almeida, November 4th, bro. Number five versus number nine. This is going to open up the heavyweight ranks big time, dude. What do you think about this? Are you pumped or not? Yeah, man. wrestling think, versus jujitsu. I think it's gonna be good. Um, you know, I, I pre- you know I prefer more stand up kind of wars, but yeah, this is definitely gonna be interesting. 
It's going to be good. It's going to be good for Curtis because he always does good when he fights against someone who can't knock his head off into the <laughs> outer dimensions. Unless yeah. Jalton might be totally capable of that. Who knows? Because we've only seen him subbing people, I think. Yeah. But uh, this is going to be wrestling versus jujitsu, man. Should be a fun matchup. Yeah, for sure. All right, dude. I got one last. Uh, actually, I, a lot more things. I forgot about this last so Vicente Luque, dos, Rafael Dos Años, UFC Fight Night. We're only going to go over the finishes, dog. Only the things, only the fights that matter the most. Dude, Damon Blackshear versus Jose Johnson. Bro, get ready to see something you've only seen two other times in the UFC. And no, I'm not talking about junk. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so here we got about to hit a twister, bro. So just before this, Jose Johnson threw an elbow and it okay. hit black, black shear, but he was able to catch it. And when he caught it, he used that to bring it over his head to set up the twister. Look oh, at that. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. Look at this crank. This is one of the nastiest submissions you can get somebody in, dude. I hate these. But they're so beautiful. Yeah, that's just twists your spine, bro. It's not fun. Yeah. So, Damon Blackshear, congratulations, bro. You are the third member of the Twister Club. Not the Titty Twister. <laughs> Eddie Bravo Twister. All right, bro. Terrence McKinney taking on Mike Breeden. T-Rex back in the house. Uh, I think T-Rex was coming in off of a loss, no? I actually don't know. I'm pretty sure he was coming in off a loss, so he wanted to come in and make a statement. And, uh, bro, check this shit out. He didn't take long. Waited about a minute into the fight before he just starts dropping bombs, knees, elbows. His opponent goes down for a weak takedown. And look at this plum right here. Uh, uh. Body shots, head shots, mixing it up, hooks. Hey, could have been stopped right and, there. Oh, oh yeah. Just... Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's Chris Tyone, my fourth favorite ref in the UFC. Just kidding. <laughs> it's Herb Dean, Herb Dean, Herb Dean, Herb Dean all the way, bro. Good fight, Terrence. Dude, Marcus McGee taking on J.P. Buys. I guess J.P. Buys is the third Real African in the UFC, bro. South African. Oh, why does this graphic look like it was made by Say that It probably was. Their heads barely met. So why does that graphic look like <laughs> Check right. this out. JP buys. I guess JP buys is a wrestler. McGee is the striker. Has like Tons of finishes on his record, dude. I think he only had two fights that have gone the distance. Everything else is a finish with strikes. So check yeah. this out. Boop. Did you see oh, that? Yeah. One hit killer. Look, one shot kill shot, bro. Shit. He's a gentleman. He didn't follow it up. Yeah, and he's, he's done. Like He's just dazed. Oh, yeah. So that was Marcus Got McGee, it. dude. Wow. And these are bantamweights, dude. 135ers. When do you see 135ers dropping someone with one shot? Ever. 
Hardly yeah, ever. barely, dude. Like you see them knock people down, but it's usually a culmination of shots, you know, not just yeah. one. <laughs> Right. So let's see what happens with Marcus next. Yeah, you're right, dude. This picture looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Francis Marshall taking on Isaac Dolgarian. Bro, I guess Isaac Dolgarian is a stud college wrestler. Uh, he trains with Brazilian Fight Factory or Bra I forget the team he trains with, but I heard that. He trains out of Denver, Colorado, and lives in an RV with his girlfriend okay. and two Huskies. Check out this fucking beatdown, bro. Look at this. Dolgarian gets the S mount and just starts dropping bombs on Marshall, dude. This is the end of round one. Dude. This, this also could have exactly what I was just about to say, dude. What I was just about to say, Jason Herzog, what are you looking at, bro? Yeah, the I, Johnson sandwiches logo. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, he's like, I mean, Dana, I paid three hundred dollars to have my name on the mat. Where's it at? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jason, you're repping this fight right now. <laughs> oh yeah, the fight's over, boys. Yeah, poor Marshall, bro. The one, two, three, four, dude, ten, ten shots ago, elbows? I should have been fired. How many elbows been did he take? Ten. One, two. Yeah. Let's count all these shots. One, One two, two, three, three four, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two. 30. Astrid strikes, dude. He blocked maybe two or three of those. Yeah, and just half blocked. It wasn't even like a full block. Like oh, That's awful. That's awful, man. That's yeah. awful. But, hey, Dolgarian got a $50,000 bonus, bro. So looking forward to what he does in the future, man. Well, that went all to his medical bills. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, He's going to have to pay Marshall's bills, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, how about this? I love watching Khalil Roundtree. When he feels confident, bro. He is like a machine, a Muay Thai machine, dude. So this Khalil Roundtree taking on Chris Dawkins. Dude, Chris Dawkins looks like he could fight at welterweight still. This is at light heavyweight. He could easily drop one more weight class to middleweight. Oh. Look at this. Khalil throwing that little jab, measuring his distance, it feels like. What do you think? Yeah. Like, Look at how calm and chill he looks. So patient, just slowly taking steps forward, not expending a lot of energy. Then, boom! Oh, 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 oh shit! Oh, that was a Mack truck, right? Oh my god, dude! He just exploded out of nowhere with that one. Yeah, yeah, that was a Mack truck. Because if we go back here, dude, like look at he, how he steps forward two steps at a time. Like he'll take one, two, one, two, and right. nothing. Slowly yeah. moving forward. And then when he does it before that kill shot, Dawkins doesn't even expect it. No. Yeah. He's so baiting him. He's baiting yep. him to come in. Baiting him. Yeah. Baiting him, bro. Baiting him. So Khalil, first round KO, one shot kill shot, bro. Let's see what else we got. Ah. All right, dog. That was it. But I did ask you earlier in this week to give me. Your favorite UFC knockout, but your favorite 
one shot killer shot, like one shot kill shot. Yep. So I made this little highlight reel here. I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'll be uploading it to our social media later if you want to check the whole thing out. But I got our five in no particular order. Favorite. First one up, Edson Barbosa, Terry Edom. You remember this one? I do. It was back in the day. Yeah, this was an early one, dude, but this was that spinning wheelhouse kick. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. All right, yeah, let me forward like to the next board. one. How about this one? How about this one? How about this one? Matt Brown, Diego Sanchez, elbow. Matt Brown, elbow, bro. God dang, Ooh. dude. He just brought that elbow back. Look at how that, he like holds that leg and he waits, 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 and then just crack. Well, that looked like huh. a Mortal Kombat fatality. It was. Diego's dead, bro. All right. How about this one? Alistair Overeem, Francis Ngannou. Dude, this was an uppercut from hell. Dude, on Reddit, they called this a decapitation. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. That was just one shot. Look at this, dude. And he was reaching on that off balance. And, dude, if you yeah. noticed, Alistar clocks him right in the back of the ear just before this. Look at this. See? He oh, clocked yeah. him. Yeah, he did. And it didn't do nothing. It did nothing. Look at this. Right there. Yeah, clocks him with the left. All right, here we go, Fonzo. Here's yours, bro. Anderson Silva, Forrest Griffin. Anderson moved up in light to light heavyweight for this matchup. And dude, how about a walking back jab KO? This is just like, like how? How does this even happen? How does this even work? This is like Roy Jones on steroids. Yeah. Because you know Forrest Griffin can take a shot. So the fact that he did this. Dude, how about after this, Forrest Griffin went running out of the cage, remember? <laughs> All right, one more, Fonzo. I got one more. This is an oldie, but a goodie. Oh, what am I talking about? Talking Eves about Edwards. Ease Edwards. Beating the brakes off of Josh Thompson. Let me play that one more time for you, Fonzo. Me and Eddie were here for this fight, dude. So Eves Edwards was a major, major underdog in this fight. Josh Thompson coming in with like two losses. He was just a stud, dude. He's supposed to be fighting for the lightweight strap pretty soon. This was just before UFC got rid of the lightweight division for a little while. But Eves Edwards taking his head off with that kick. Dude, he was done right there already. Yeah, yeah that was it. Lifeless, dude. He was out. His head bounced off the canvas. Yeah. So, Alfonso, that is all I got, my man. That was it. UFC kill shots. Uh, dude, any closing comments? Anything you want to say before we wrap this bad boy up? 
Oh man, I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for our pickums. Um, so until then, hey, let us know what your pickums are. So that way maybe we can talk about it on Thursday when we do our, our video breakdown of them. And uh, good luck to all you who are going to be putting in a little bit of cash on the line to make things a little interesting. Um, so we'll see you then. Have a great week. Talk to you guys later. Peace. That's what's up. All right, Fonzo. Thank you, my man. Thank you, everybody out there for tuning in. Don't forget, come back. Uh, our Super Parlay Super Show will be available on all streaming platforms and YouTube Friday morning. Until then, Combat Crew out. Have a great week, everyone.